0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. I want to share with you this morning a very simple word. I want to talk to you about the secret place. Over the past few weeks, I've been talking to you about four little Hebrew boys, Actually, we weren't four little Hebrew boys, they were four young Hebrew men Daniel and his buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the names we are most familiar with. And the whole point that I kept making, uh, and the purpose of re articulating this week after week, is to, to reiterate the idea that the courage and the devotion that these men portrayed in their moments of trial, Daniel up in the lion's den, praying up in his his upper room where he knew he would be seen and and, and prosecuted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before the king, not bowing the knee but putting their faith in God, happy to be thrown in the furnace, even even if the end of their lives meant the glorification of their God. The courage and the devotion of these young men is the product of a lifestyle of dedication and of spiritual discipline. And the point that I keep wanting to make here is that discipline is not about a set of rules that need to necessarily be followed. There's a part of that to it, but that's not the essence of spiritual discipline. The essence of spiritual discipline is giving myself over to something. I give myself over to something. And You say, Michael, you've been preaching on this for a little while now, and I have some things to say about that. Sometimes God repeats things to us because in His great love, He wants us to get them. Because they are of great importance. The old adage is, repetition is the mother of learning. Sometimes God has to say things again and again and again. Why? Because we are slow to receive. Sometimes God says things and there's a moment of power, there's an impartation, there's an occurrence that happens where things shift, hearts shift dramatically Most of these young people today will attest that they've had those moments over the last weekend where God's power and His presence were so tangible that hearts just got shifted. It's like a magnet into His love and into deeper relationship. And it's beautiful. We see the fruit of that. Our lives are just touched and changed forever. It's when we're turned into the Spirit with pliable hearts, when, we, sorry, not turned, when we're tuned into the Spirit, when we've been spending time in the Lord, it's not difficult to hear His voice. It's not, it's not hard to be led by the Spirit. When we're caught up in the affairs of this world, however, there's a process that needs to be worked out. All of us struggle with this. This is the battle of our modern age. Even when we're alone and watching TV, or even when we're just alone with our families, or we go out to a restaurant, Just next time you go to a restaurant, have a look at how many people's faces are aglow, not with love for the one sitting opposite them, but from the cell phone lights that's in front of them. Even though we are more connected than ever, we are probably more disconnected than ever. Even though we have access to everything, the access to everything invades our lives. And what does it do? It occupies our minds. It grabs and draws our attention. We have FOMO, fear of missing out. Going without our devices is is, is, is scary. We become so reliant on them. I'm not knocking cell phones. Praise God for these things and all that they can do. But they have their place. But what they can often do is be an ever-present distraction to what it is that Spirit of God wants to do and say in our hearts. He is present with us all the time. I mean, I can go and sit at a restaurant with my wife and be present with her and be completely absent because I'm focused on another world, the world that's going on within my device. And likewise, God can be with us Ever present and yet we be oblivious to his presence or his unction or his leading because we're so engaged in another world. And sometimes there is a process that we have to work through to come out of that. I call them the seven steps of wow. Can you say wow? Wow. Say, now say it like something really impressed you. Wow. There we go. And I want to talk to you this morning very briefly about the seven steps of wow. Sometimes we sit in a sermon or we sit in a talk or somebody speaks into our lives and we say something, they say something and we go, wow, that's interesting. Number one is interesting, information. Number one is information. I go, wow, that is interesting. I have a mental response to something that somebody says. I can come to church, preacher will say something and say, that's interesting. Wow, I didn't know that. I've received new information. The second step to wow is inspiration. That's where I I hear what somebody says or I receive information or I read a scripture and it inspires me. It makes me feel good about myself. I have an emotional response. There's a desire to experience that in my life. I'm inspired by that. Step number three, intention. Wow, I need to do something about this. I have something, it's spoken, something comes at me, I go, wow! And it's not just, wow, that's interesting, or wow, that's inspiring, but wow, I actually need to do something here. It leads to some kind of action, and it gives us a heart's response. I'm going to give that a go. That's where we get to step number four. You notice these all start with I. Implementation. And this is the first time in this whole process, that the wow comes afterwards. Wow becomes the result of an experience, not just an idea. It means I've implemented something, I've tried something, I've, set my hand, I've given myself to something, and I see the result, and I go, Wow. That takes us on to impartation. Impartation is when wow becomes a part of me. I now flow in wow, whatever that revelation may be, whatever that new thing may be. It's imparted to me. It's not this external idea of something that I'm trying. I've implemented it. It's now impacted my life. And this truth is now imparted to my psyche, my way of thinking, my value system. Which leads to number six, impact. Impact is where my wow begins to find expression and then other people stand back and look and they go... Wow! Wow! Because my wow is starting to have an impact. And the result of that is the final one, number seven. It has to be seven because that's holy, scriptural, and good. Influence. Where others begin to draw the wow out of us. Wow begins to spread and manifest beyond our direct involvement. I want to say this to you folks. God longs to wow you God is worthy of Wow right God is the creator of the heavens and earth and if you start reading through the Psalms you'll see over and over again how David and the various psalmists point to creation and they look at it and they go this speaks of your Wow and I want to say to you folks God wants to wow us. When we see Him for who He is, the natural response of our hearts is, wow. When we experience God and we come into His presence, apathy is not a fitting response. I think if we're apathetic towards the things of God, it's lacking something. Our hearts are lacking something. And you know what our hearts are lacking? Wow. God wants to wow you, and I want to say this to you, God wants to wow other people through you. God wants to be able to send you to just go and love on somebody and have them feel what the love of God feels like in the midst of their situation, in their brokenness, in their hurt, when you can bring deliverance and they can be free from something because you entered their lives. And that's wow. I'll never forget... One of the greatest miracles that I have ever seen. Years ago, there was an old lady in our church. She's since gone on to be with the Lord. And she was poorly. She She was sick. She was struggling with physical ailments in her body. I took, I took them through a series of, of teaching on healing, and the final, the final teaching on that series was that faith works by love. If we're going to receive healing, if we want to exercise our faith, there can't be things in our hearts against other people. We need to be free of stuff and junk so that we can truly come into God's presence and receive that which He has for us. And this woman said, well, then I can't receive, I can't be healed. And I sort of sat with her and said, why? I said, she said, well, my son-in-law... He left my daughter, and he did this, and he did, and she started telling me, and there was such deep, deep pain because of the that that had set in this woman's heart that she could not forgive this person. She said, "I will never forgive him." And I remember sitting with her and just talking with her, and God did something amazing in that moment. The spirit of God was powerful, and He brought her to the place and said, oh, "I want to let go of this. I'm going to release it," and I'll never forget this 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 little old lady sitting on a chair, leading her in a prayer, and finally she says, I say, and I forgive him. She says, and I forgive him. And she's crying. I release him. I release him. I let him go. And as she let him go, she collapsed on the floor. And it was though her whole heart spilled out on the floor in tears. Broken before God. And she sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. But after a little while, after about 15, 20 minutes, when she stood up off that floor, she stood up healed. I want to tell you not only that, she only lived about four months after that experience, but she was a different woman. Her entire countenance was different. She was friendly, she was happy, she was lovely to be around, which was not always the case before. Just there's, something so radical changed her life in that moment. And I want to tell you this. You may say, that is wow. I sat back and looked at that and went, wow. Wow. And I tell you the story because it so impacted my life. How God came in and wowed somebody. And I was wowed by that. God wants to wow you with who He is. Sometimes that takes time. Sometimes we have to... It's great if we can just get it like this. That's the best, right? When we're tuned in. But sometimes we have to work through the inspiration and the information and get our intentions right and put ourselves into implementation before any kind of wow comes and we receive an impartation. and And that impartation leads to an impact and influence. That's a mouthful. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. It's important to note that wow remains powerless until we get to implementation. Good ideas about God, listening to a great sermon. We have so much access. Look, I'm really grateful. YouTube videos, any ministry you want, you can get access to it. You can get teaching coming out your ears. But without wow... You see, the power of wow is not in mental understanding, but in God-breathed spiritual revelation. Let me ask you a question. When last were you wowed by God? When last did you stand in His presence, whether in a service, whether at home in your quiet time, driving in the car, where His presence so overwhelmed you, where your praise and worship got to the place where it started coming out of your eyes? Wowed in the presence of who He is. You see, the truth is anything short of that doesn't really leave us all that changed. It's those moments of impact. I was really impacted by something that, that happened a few weeks ago. Do you guys remember on Pentecost Sunday we had a combined service here at our fellowship? It was wonderful. All the various churches of Pinelands came together. We had a wonderful time. And Pastor John Fisher from New Life Vineyard was here, and he led the Word. And we had a time... I want you, I want you to picture this, those of you who weren't here. Presbyterians, Methodists, Anglicans, Congregational, Baptists, Alphanomigans, the Vegans. And, and you just, you just, you just named them all. They were, we were all here together in one place, singing in the Spirit. It was powerful. It was beautiful. And what John shared... Impacted my life. He said, folks, it's all about the presence. It's about the presence. About the presence. Stephen said something to me this week, and I just re-articulated it in a different way. He had a conversation with another minister who said to him, Stephen, protect the anointing. What does he mean by that? The awareness of that presence within me. The awareness of God with me. That wow with me, in me all the time, waiting to come out and be wow. Do we or do we not serve a supernatural all powerful God? Do we live like that? Jesus made this statement concerning his to his disciples concerning the very thing i 'm talking to you about that intimate moment with God those wow moments in matthew chapter six i 'm going to read it from The Message Translation. We'll have it up on the boards. Verse 5 and 6, it says this. When you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production. (laughs) I love that. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name. hallelujah, Hallelujah. God's not impressed by your performance. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Good prayer, my boy. No, certainly not. He said, here's what I want you to do. Folks, if I hear, this is what I want you to hear this morning. As though Jesus was standing in front of you this morning saying this very simple thing. Here is what I want you, my child, my son, my daughter. God, what's your purpose for my life? What do you want me to do? This is what I want you to do. I want you to find a quiet, secluded place. So you won't be tempted to role-play before me. You don't have to put on a brave face. You don't have to hold back the tears. You don't have to worry about what anyone else may think, feel, or say. Alone, where you can be vulnerable. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His wow. Wow. It actually says grace, but you know what I mean. You see, when we come to that place where it's just us and God, it's when wow begins to happen in our hearts. Matthew 6.6 6 in the New King James Version says, Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. There's a secret place. And I want to say to you, wow is found in the secret place. We don't give ourselves over to God in the public arena where we're called upon to deliver. We give ourselves to God in the secret place. That's where consecration happens. That's where sanctification happens. That's where I can unashamedly put my nose to the ground. And worship without worrying what anyone may think. I really liked one of the analogies the speakers gave, a prophetic guy, his name's Bob Hazlett. He says, To me, the presence of God smells like musty carpets. <laughs> because that's where I can put my head down, that's where I can surrender, that's where I can lay it down, that's where I can kneel down. I have a problem that my dog doesn't quite understand kneeling down. She thinks when I kneel down, it's playtime. So I sometimes have to separate myself from the dog as well, because worship in those moments becomes tricky. God doesn't meet us in the spotlight. Wow doesn't happen in the spotlight, our personal wows. Wows happen in the secret place. And when we have enough wows in the secret place that we are so transformed by it, then only do wows begin happening out there. And let me ask you, church, what is the purpose of this wonderful gift that God has given to this world called the church? It's to bring the wow. It's to be the carriers of the presence and the power of God. Power of God. The Holy Spirit power of God in the marketplace, in the workplace, in our schools, in our university. Private victories, folks, become public victories. Many of us are striving and pressing, trying to get the public victory, not necessarily for notoriety, but the resistance, the things that are pressing in against us, the the breakthroughs. Perhaps it's to addictions. Perhaps it's to habitual sins. Perhaps it's to just resistance in the marketplace or in the workplace. Relational issues. Trying Trying to get these things right in our strength. Without wow first happening, the revelation first happening, infilling first happening in the secret place, it takes a lot of sweat, and we generally make a mess when we do that. You see, we will only be useful for Jesus to the degree that we have been with Jesus. It's the same message that I've been bringing for a few weeks now, but I want the reason is because there is no substitute no matter how many church services you attend, no matter how long you stream Bethel worship on the TV or the radio or the YouTube, there is no, these are good things, but there is no substitute for me and Jesus, seeing Him, in His Word, sensing and knowing the nearness of His presence. Let me show you a little bit what it's like. Your life is like a sponge. Like it or not, you're a sponge. You might be a beautiful little pink puff like this, but when you're placed in water, something starts to happen. Right? You may feel a little bit worn out like a frayed lappy. Maybe this is what your life feels like right now. Some people are going... Maybe you're a little bit worn out, a little bit frayed at the edges. Maybe you've washed a few too many cars. Maybe you've just gotten a raw deal. Maybe you had a wonderful purpose. Somebody paid a lot of money for you, but you've been left in the packaging so long that you're like a dry chamois that is crackly. no matter what your form, no matter what you may look like, when you put yourself in the bucket, in the water, what is the water representative of? Of the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the presence of God, the wow. Something begins to happen. We begin to soften up. We begin to take on the atmosphere of that which is around us. And it's amazing that in those moments when when God begins to squeeze us a little bit, what happens when you squeeze a sponge in water? It displaces all the little locked-up things, all the locked-up air bubbles, all the little things that are stuck in there, the mindsets, the insecurities, the fears, and God begins to squeeze them. Why? Because He wants to displace them so that more of Him can get in. Some of us take a while to um, absorb and we really need a lot of soaking. And God sometimes needs to really get His hands on us, okay? And work with us. But for the most part, when we spend time in His presence, what happens? We become full of who He is. So He can send us, saturated with who He is, out into the world. And it's amazing how just the atmosphere in this dry bowl is now no longer dry. It's now wet. And you know what else is amazing? amazing when the world begins to squeeze on the pressure, when the pressure of friends or insecurities or our fears and doubts, what happens? We just ooze more of what we're already full of. We just ooze more of what we're already full of. Folks, many of us are like a dry sponge. Have you ever tried cleaning something with a dry sponge? It's hard work. It's abrasive. It's ineffective, and chances are you're going to do some damage or do some scratching if you use a dry sponge to clean. But if you soak the sponge, it's amazing how the water does the work. The sponge is a device for the application of the water and whatever else soap may be mixed into that water, whatever else the other solution is. And so we go and we soak up, and we go and we pour out, And it's amazing how God will send you dry sponges. And they're not even there. They weren't even there. They weren't even in that mix, but because you're so full of it, you start squeezing out over them. And they too become saturated. And there's so much water here, I mean, it's really good for washing feet, (laughs) just saying, (laughs) which we're not going to do this morning. (laughs) see look at this just a little while it's a little bit of soaking it's getting soft again it's getting pliable again (laughs) what's that? it's disgusting yes it was but it'll be washed (laughs) forgot to keep one dry folks what I wanted to stress or just demonstrate with, with this simple very simple analogy Is the power of the secret place. It's the power of the secret place. As a pastor, I was so, so blessed during this conference. The greatest blessing I got out of this conference was seeing God work and move in these young lives that went with us. And I had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? a new appreciation for just the power of the Spirit of God, His all-knowingness, His wow factor. And His call to say, come, I want to wow you. I want you to draw near. I want you to step into deeper realms and deeper levels with me. That is going to mean you're going to have to be deliberate about it. That's where the discipline comes in. It means that you're going to have to give yourself to this. It means that you're going to have to carve out some time It means that you're going to have to find a secret place and separate yourself. But He promises this. And your Father who sees in secret, your Father who sees what you do in secret, will reward you openly. The fruit of the life of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the open expression of what happened in secret. The slaying of Goliath and the running at him, shouting at him, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, is the overflow of what happened in secret. Jesus Christ working and walking in power and in in authority is the overflow of what happened in secret. Folks, I want to say to you, the struggles you're having in your life, Perhaps the lack of breakthrough, the the lack of of experiencing what you want, is the lack of the power of God. Is not because of what you. That is not because of those moments. It's not because of those confrontations. It's because of what is or is not going on, in secret. In the secret, place. So hear the call of the Lord this morning. Come, set set yourself aside. Come and be with me. Not because I want to discipline you or reprimand you. Not because I want to... I just want you to be wowed with who I am. Is God egotistical that He needs our praises? No. Praising God is for us. Because in the light of who He is, we are transformed. We see ourselves according to the truth. Let's going to be saturated. It's going to be filled up. Let's give ourselves to this. Give ourselves to worship. Give ourselves to the Word. Amen? Let's pray. Bow your heads, please. Father God, I want to thank you, Jesus, for who you are. I want to thank you for your love and for your goodness. I want to thank you that you wait to wow us. God, we're we're not waiting on you. You're waiting on us, Father. There are so many things that you want to show us. If we would just give you the time. Lord, I want to pray that you would help us transition from information and inspiration to application, Father God, to pressing in, where the words that we hear, even this morning, Father God, we'd not walk away from them and go, oh, that was a good teaching, or that, that was interesting. But Father God, we, we, what I've said this morning will so grip our hearts, Lord God, that it will change our priorities, that it will change the way and our point of departure from the way we look at things, Lord God. God, we want you. We desire more of who you are. We desire your spirit without measure. We desire to see and experience the rivers of living water that you promised us, Jesus. And we acknowledge, Father God, that we're way short of of the fullness that You've come to give us. And we ask, Lord, draw us to and meet us in the secret place, Lord. Let the power of Your Spirit come and make our hearts say, Wow! Wow, God, You are awesome. And may that act of wowing worship, Lord God, lead to surrender to all that You are. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.